hello everyone. Uh, my name is Ryan Forbes, aka Rainforest, and I am here with the uh, decisive and discriminate Malone. And uh, we are here today. He's running out of descriptive terms for me. Yeah, I am. It is very hot down here. And um, yeah, and the. He's living uh, in Colorado and he's complaining about the heat. Yeah, I am because I'm in the basement of the of the lovely, luxurious LPM Studios, and um, the the heat like it, it's been changing from winter to fall to summer, and um, the heat is like on full blast in the studio. And I just got my COVID vaccine, and I don't. And man, it is. If you guys haven't had your booster, oh, that's the real problem. He's having hot flashes. Yeah, He's going so through menopause. Yeah, so I'm going through menopause. Thank you, Malone. Um, but anyway, which is which? All of this leads perfectly into our to what we were talking about last time. Um, last time we were talking about my ideal situation for how to um, a world without prisons, a world a, a different world with crim, a different criminal justice system. And Malone uh, brought up how my system could be um, could definitely be abused and be changed. And we're going to talk today about different solutions that could change it so that maybe it wouldn't be abused, so it wouldn't be um, uh, wouldn't be corrupted. And so what I had set up was basically instead of prisons, it would be treatment, and it would be run by like counselors and therapists. And, uh, and, but it, the thing was, is my, the, the big issue is that there's basically no, like it's determined based on those therapists and whatever, if when the person is ready to leave, when they're ready to rejoin society, when they're not necessarily cured, but when they're safe to return. And, um, and I will say one thing I didn't get into on the last, last time was that. I always envisioned that this whole thing would be in parts. So it would be broken down into stages. And the way the therapy would be would be is like first it would be like an intensive there would be an intensive stage. And, and like um so the intensive inpatient like normally in treatment this is like a 30 to 90 day um stage where your time is highly regulated. There's little to no contact with the outside world and um your your day is spent you know going to counseling sessions and things like that and um and you're highly 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 monitored and that's intensive inpatient and then once you finish the intensive inpatient you would graduate to um a new new uh stage which would be basically something outside of like just living like an inpatient facility. Um, maybe it's something outside the facility might, maybe it's something incorporated with a local town or something like that, but somewhere where you could either volunteer or work, um, in an actual community. Um, but like, and you'd be, once again, it'd be very highly monitored. You'd still have groups and things like that, but you would be, you would start, re-entering a community, a local community that was very aware of who you are. And um, that community would kind of, would basically um, like 
once again, just like in prison where there's no privacy or, or anything, you know, everyone would have eyes on you and they'd be telling everyone like, this is, you know, if I'm in there, they'd be like, this is what I saw Ryan do. This is what he's been up to lately. This is what, this is how my feeling on Ryan. This is what I see, see what's going on with Ryan. And they would, and they'd have meetings about it. They'd have up their own updates and based on, and then you'd have your own meetings with your counselor, things like that. And then based on that, then you could move into like going back out into the world with once again, caveats, just, just not necessarily like it is now where there's very strict, like necessarily moderate, like, uh, not necessarily strict restrictions, but more of it's just monitoring, just like letting so that you know, and also um, being able to like having things that you're involved in, not like right now, a lot of times with parole and um, parole and probation, a lot of the your the things that are that you have to to keep you accountable are like AA, which is not an official affiliation. A lot of times even AA will say, we don't want you here. We don't want you to be forced to come here and they'll just sign your sheet and just return it back to you. No matter if you've gone to the meeting or not, because once again, they don't want, they don't, they want people to, AA wants people to come of their own accord or any, most 12 step groups want people to come of their own accord. They don't want people forced to come there. Um, and then they also have these classes, which I've been to the, the like state sponsored classes and most of the people there, including the people teaching the class don't want to be there either. So it doesn't end up to being that great, great an experience for anyone involved. So, um, with all of that, um, based on all of that, where, uh, Go ahead and play as devil's advocate. Poke holes in it and um, and say what what needs to be fixed or well, what needs to be repaired. Hold on. I don't think you ever fully addressed my original the 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 uh, the main point that I made before we ended the last episode, and that is is, is it, you know you, you said well well there'll have to be some kind of a strict regulation as on, on who will be hired uh, in this therapy thing to keep in, in other words your idea was that uh, you will try to you would try to uh, mitigate any kind of abuse or turning or, or this concept that it could be uh, turned on and turned into just another penitentiary just turned back into what it came from by your hiring process by by making sure that you had people committed to the cause, uh, or some kind of scholars or certain you know uh, uh, therapist or, or or whatever whatever the term was that you're using to put in charge of these things, uh, and I then pointed out well then that TDC does the exact same thing now they they employ many of such uh, scholars and 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 psychiatrists and whatever else and they all they they go after the ones that agree with their position so you can find someone that could agree with any position so we still haven't really resolved how it is that you would keep something like this from just devolving back into what it was 
because I can see people getting look my my thing I can I can see I can see people getting frustrated. I think that's probably why a lot of what's going on in in, in Texas prisons ever got that way is that there was frustration that that they're angry, you know. There, there's an offense that's been committed, and they don't feel like it's being addressed. They don't feel like that it's being handled properly. So they the knee jerk, the mob mentality then kicks in, and that's oh well, we need these people just ain't getting punished hard enough or long enough, and so we need to do more of what didn't work for the first time to to uh, satisfy our desire for vengeance and 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 anger, satisfy our anger and so forth, else these people are being appropriately punished. I want them to suffer the same way that I've suffered. Right. <clears throat> and and, and, yeah, and that like, frustration then boils over into a change of the system. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be a backlash. You're you're it has to I, I feel like there has to be a, a complete sort of change in society in the way that we view um, punishment, the way we, the way we view, uh, um, uh, um, how people are dealt. I mean, what is it? What is the word I'm looking for? I mean, is there even a word I'm looking for? The way that you, the way that we deal with with crime, there has to be this sort of mass enlightenment that needs to take place, where people don't view criminals as being something separate from us or anybody in society. We, we all have to sort of start seeing each other, not as, I, I think we have this flaw in society now that we don't view our neighbors as as members of the team. We don't see society as something that, that, that um, we're necessarily even a part of. Everybody's starting to view their own neighbors and society in general with a, with a certain level of fear and they, we live our lives in retreat of the world around us because that, that crazy world around us, we're the only sane ones and everyone else out there is a bunch of mad people and we have to defend ourselves against it. And so you have this idea. And so in Texas, everybody's arming themselves to the teeth, walking around with backpacks full of weapons of all sorts of, and, and vehicles armed, I mean, with arsenals in them. And why, what is the thinking behind that? What would lead people to, 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 to believe that that is necessary to ride around like that? I mean, eventually, at one point in, in this society, we've gotten away from that concept that we all need to be walking around with a gun on our hip. And somewhere in the last 30 years, that's all crept back. It has reversed itself to the point now where, where people think they need to ride around with, with military-grade arsenals in their, in their pickup trucks. Well, I don't. I don't think we necessarily got away from it. I think it's always the thing is it's always been there. It's just the what changed is how we communicated and and also us and also hitting that button. Like so, th this is this was like something I kind of I like. So I wanted to start that last episode on what my change would look like, starting with the prisons, but. Uh, you're right. It can't to to actually get the actual change. You have to actually. It has to come from. It has to come from outside, um, because otherwise it will get corrupted, and it has to. Um, it, it would it would have to be an entire change in how people look at 
what happens when someone breaks a law? I, I refer back to back to uh, what I think is the original document on crime and punishment, and that's the Torah, where you have. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. Is there something that outdates the Torah as far as crime and punishment goes? Maybe the law of Hammurabi or something, but the uh, the Torah is by far at least the most well known. And there's a long series of what can could be viewed as uh, as grisly uh, punishments that are issued out for criminal trespass. I mean, I, the the law of eye for an eye. Uh, the 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 laws of um, I mean if if someone is caught in some sexual deviant act I mean they stone them or some or or a Sabbath violator being stoned so when you, when you look at those type of things it would on the surface it would lead one to believe that that sort of mindset that that we're trying to get away from could be justified religiously or so forth but. Anybody that, that knows, I mean, anybody that studies Judaism, you know, studies the Talmud and so forth, would immediately realize that the sentences were very, very rarely executed. Any kind of death penalty sentence was very rarely executed. There were rabbis that that uh, had claimed, like Rabbi Akiva said, that if he sat on the great, if he sat on the Sanhedrin during a period of time, that that those cases were being brought up that no one would have been executed because he just cannot possibly see any, he just can't view his fellow man as being that bad as need as needing that level of punishment. So there, the, the real point of view I'm trying to get at by mentioning that is that, is that in, in all reality, those Torah laws were based on this concept that, that they come from a point where the judges that are standing over them, have this enlightened mindset that they're not there to simply uh, 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 satisfy someone's lust for vengeance or anger. And the Torah would even back that up because the Torah made things, brought in uh, concepts like the the, uh, cities of refuge and all that for for killers, for people that killed someone, to be able to go to to a city of refuge so that the people that are trying to get revenge against them can't get to them to, 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 um, to act to um, act on that revenge. They totally acknowledge, the Torah totally acknowledges the the natural desire for vengeance. It says that if the person is caught outside the city of refuge, well then very well, okay, that vengeance might, there won't be anything held against them. But as long as the person's, but still enacts a place where, I mean, uh, uh, creates a scenario where the person can't escape this guy because it's not ultimately the, uh, the right course of action. The judges over Israel at the time were put in were were made judges based on their love for the people, and that they had to have this deep seated love, and that all of their judgments would come from that place of love. If they enacted a death penalty over on someone, it was because it was the absolute best thing that could happen to that person, because they would either believe that, well, okay, by enacting this death penalty, we're removing his karmic. Uh, his karmic debt for having killed someone else. And by doing that in the next life, he'll be, uh, he, he won't suffer any, any um, torments in hell or whatever for that. That was actually the mindset of the, 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 that there was some beneficial aspect to the actual criminal in giving them the death penalty. My point being is, is that in any, any, we, we, that is the sort of, 
love, that's the sort of mindset, the, the revolutionary mindset that I'm saying that everybody that I hope that we're trying to, or hope that we accomplish with this podcast, but in bringing about, if, if it's nothing more than just starting the conversation on it, that we start to view the criminal is not someone who is separate from us or, or someone who is of uh, 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 some kind of separate demonic species that needs to be eradicated. And but as your fellow man, as a part of yourself, as a member of your own family, your neighbor, your, your fellow citizen who's in deep need of help and whatever punishment that we impose upon them, whatever it may be, it, at the very least, we need to examine that punishment and say, is this actually helping that person? Yeah. Not is it satisfying the need for vengeance for the victim? In Texas, we've gone very, very far into this whole concept that the victim is the sole purpose, is the sole uh, uh, concern in 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 the in the judgment that's being made. And what do they want? And then it goes, and so that then goes into the parole board, which the parole board then turns around and resentences you after you come up for parole based on what they. Think the uh, the desire of the victim is and th that is the ex absolute opposite of of a uh, uh, of the the sort of uh, revolution that we're trying to uh, advocate for that uh, that it would instead be someone that crime and punishment would still be looked at as a way to reintegrate someone as a full member of society to fix them into by in, in the process of fixing them, fix the world. Still there, Randy? I'm still here. And I like to me, it's uh, it's just a the bigger issue is that it's, it's a it's a like we look at things as like the first our first goal of any time there is a crime we have to assign blame and it's very like the, that is no. the utmost. You don't mean crime. You mean you mean anytime there's some sort of tragedy or accident there has to all of a sudden I there has to be someone responsible. Someone has to go to prison in Texas. No, well, it doesn't honestly it doesn't matter. Like it's just. Crime, it can be crime, tragedy, accident, problem. We have to, the first goal, all like, is always to assign blame. And that, that is in itself to me the problem. If the first thing you're always looking to do is to assign blame, like, I, there's a pragmatic side of it that says, well, you need to assign blame so you can figure out who, like, who needs to take responsibility and who needs to figure out what. The, but the truth is, is really, if you take that out, if you take out the assigning blame portion of it, then what you're left with is, well, then how do we fix the problem? How can we prevent this from happening next time? Those are the, those are the important questions. Assigning blame on the list of priorities is very low compared to how do we prevent this from happening again? That needs to be top priority. Like, I seriously, like, I did an episode, like, uh, I did, there was an episode I talked about recently where we got into, like, I got into this whole argument with this local group about sex offenders and what to do with sex offenders. I said, the main question is how... You got an argument. 
Yeah, there's a big thing on locally about they. This guy started a big, a big issue about he basically wants to kill sex offenders. Like just he he first he went from well they need to go to prison. They need to go to prison, and then I got into it with them, and I'm like, you're basically. It's like if you just want them to spend life in prison, why don't you just kill them? And he's like, well, yeah, should just kill them, and um, and then I, I and so I said, the the main thing you need to be focused on is how do we prevent this thing from happening again, and um, like with the sex offenders, you need to identify the problem, which is not necessarily the individual person. It's an it's an ongoing problem because there's not just one sex offender out there. It's a lot of people. And and so you have to understand what the problem is, identify it, and then be able to prevent it going forward. So how do you how but do you once again you pick your battles you you pick your battles so poorly. If there's any yes, I know any group <laughs> out there that is the most uh, that is difficult to defend it's the, that is the most difficult if not them well then maybe serial killers and racists or, or nazis or something or the, or but, the least defendable people on the planet and where do you go oh yeah that was just the battle that was there it's just it but like it it but they were that was the the reason i picked that battle is because it was the it was the current lock them up battle it was the they it's a it's a, and that's the thing Whenever they, whenever people, whenever people say lock them up, yeah, well, that's what, that's how it starts. It starts with, they start with sex offenders. It's always the way it goes because they're the easiest category of people to do anything to. No one wants to defend a sex offender. Right. And if you do, I mean, you look like a sicko anyways. Right. But what what people don't understand is, is that's the foot in the door for any, any, Fascist policy is, oh, we're going to start with this unpopular group of people. And then as soon as everybody's like, yeah, do it to them. And then it's the next unpopular group of people. And then it starts working its way down to everybody. Right. The, the pattern of all history is that. You don't. Yeah. When you say lock them up, when you say lock up all the pedophiles and you want to give the, the pedophiles all life sentences, well, then all of the sex offenders get life sentences and then it's going to expand all of the sentences for everyone mm-hmm. of a any category, like in a, in a certain category of offenses. And then it's going to expand all the category offenses overall. And then it's going to, and then it's just anything. Then it's going it, to, and then you're going to start getting jail time for your speeding ticket. It's just, it goes all the way down. Like it is, it will, it, it, it you you start there. It's just it's the easy way to open up the conversation, and then it will go all the way down. And here's the other thing you have to know: that's in any society, in any group of people, you might have the saintliest group of people out there, the 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 nicest uh, law-abiding group of people. Within that group, they will they can tell you that there's more. More saintly, oh, and there we go. There's more saintly and less saintly groups. Um, so before we got off track, um, the so like I as I was saying, if you're in any group of people, there's gonna be there's gonna be a group of people who are more that are more law-abiding and less law-abiding 
and it's it's relative to that group basically and the more you the the more you put like you the, the stricter you make the rules when you get moved into one of like if you get moved let's say you make it into that more law abiding category then they will come up with rules for you too and then at some point you'll find yourself at the bottom of that law abiding category and then you'll be you'll be sentenced at the bottom of that group is the point i'm trying to make you see what i'm saying okay. no not really <laughs> i mean i do i get i kind of get it but i'm not really she i don't know if i'm uh Totally following that. It's, uh, the the tzaddiks, the you know the saintly ones, right? That's the that's the way I I always yeah. think about it. In any any group of them, there's going to be more righteous and less righteous ones, and that's and even amongst them, there were there were deviant. Oh, you're talking about like a hierarchy among? Okay, right. It's well, a hierarchy. Yeah. But they, I mean, so that's that's the point I'm right. trying to make. But the thing is, is when you create a hierarchy, even if you start with serial killers and pedophiles, you will at some point find yourself at the bottom of that hierarchy. That's the point I'm trying to make. And it's you, you, you might you won't. It's kind of like whenever whenever that sex offender program ended up over there on Stringfellow, I realized that. You know, in, in my mind at that time, the, the lowest possible rung of society within penitentiary are are uh, sex offenders. They are at the bottom of that of the uh, of how I mean, mur serial killers and murderers in prison have more respect than 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 uh, sex offenders. But whenever I got there, whenever I, I, whenever those guys got there, I realized that. Even amongst those guys, they had uh, they had their own hierarchy amongst all uh, amongst the rest of the sex offenders, and there would always be like you know, well, I know I'm a sex offender, but you know, it, I never at least I didn't rape uh, a child; I just raped uh, an adult or something. And so that you know, then the child, then the pedophiles were at the lower end of their spectrum <coughs> for disrespect. You know, uh, those were the people worthy of their disrespect and, and ill treatment. And even amongst them, you know, they were like, well, maybe I, 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 yeah, I raped a kid, but at least I raped a girl. I just raped no boy. And there's also, I mean, it sounds sick whenever you put it like that, but they literally thought like that. Right. Well, we broke it down right now. We, we went and uh, broke all of that down and I nearly. Break down on the shakedown. <laughs> yes. And we nearly broke down the entire studio while doing it. So on that lovely note. Rainforest. <laughs> can't control himself. Thank you for that. Plastic arm flapper. He was so upset that he was just thrashing about at this uh, at my uh, questioning. He just could he couldn't handle the the pressure of my uh, pushing him on his issues. Right on his uh, point trying to make. Damn it, mom. <laughs> And that's that will be He's the final. That guy is horrible. Rainforest, terrible person. <laughs> well, we're gonna leave it at that. Then we're gonna send this video directly to Malone's mom. <laughs> we're gonna have Mama Malone take a look at this video and and she'll analyze it, analyze it in post. <laughs> yeah.
You better, you better not. You better edit this part out. <laughs> anyway, thank you for for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. And please, comments, questions, ideas for no- further episodes. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. The Shakedown was produced at Longmont Public Media, and our theme song Shakedown was brought to you by Envato Elements. If you want any Shakedown merchandise or you want to support the show, you can go to waywordpress.com. That's W-A-Y-W-O-R-D press.com. Press.com.